grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is, is uh, the sign of the, of the promise that God gave to Noah. And of course, it's, it's the sign of the rainbow. God said, this is the sign of the promise that I'm giving to you and every living being that is with you for generations to come. I'll put my rainbow in the clouds. It will be a sign of my promise to the earth. Whenever I form clouds over the earth, a rainbow will appear in the clouds, and then I'll remember my promise to you. Dear friends of Christ, again, it's the journey of Jesus to the cross, and he's fixing the problem. He's fixing the problem of brokenness, and he's fixing the problem of sin and death. And, and we don't like the way he fixes things, because we want him to fix things now. We want him to take away the problem of sin and death in my life right now. I don't want any tears. I don't want any pain. I don't want any, I don't want any suffering. Uh, we don't want any judgment like the flood. Uh, we just want God to come down and, and make, it, make it be heaven. And God says, I'm fixing it. I sent my son Jesus. He bore the sins of the world. A time is coming where that promise will come true. But in the meantime, we journey with Jesus and we cling to the promises. One of the promises we had last week was uh, the promise that is attached to the ashes. And of course, Jesus then became ashes and he rose from the grave that we might remember our mortality and our future life with Jesus. Today, we have the promise of the rainbow. And uh, again, every now and then you get to see a rainbow. And rainbows are, are uh, we don't get to see them that often. So when we see them, obviously you, like I, remember the promise, right? As soon as you see a re rainbow, you're thinking, look, there's God's promise. And of course you enjoy the beauty, but the, it, it, has a, it has a stigma. It has a, a, a promise attached to it. It's a pretty neat, neat deal. And, and the Campbells over here, our neighbors to the east, to the west, have you seen that picture that they took of our church right after it was right after it was built? A double rainbow. So they were taking the picture from the west going this way and there's a double rainbow right over our right over our church. Spectacular, beautiful vision uh, with all that, you know, the breathtaking uh, meaning of that, the promise of God attached to the rainbow over First English Lutheran Church in a double way. Again, you know, uh, one filled with hope and promise. And maybe you remember how rainbows appear. Of course, if you go back to school, it's very easy. Uh, light, the sunlight hits moisture, and the, the light then reflects, refracts like that of a crystal and a prism, and it breaks into color. And of course, then, uh, then the rainbow appears. And the first rainbow in history of the world was right after the flood. Prior to that, God watered the world with uh, a mist, and there was a firmament above the sky. And there was no such thing as a rainbow because the, uh, the, the refracted light happened in the firmament. Now then, the firmament is gone. It fell for 40 days, 40 nights, deluged the earth. The water cloud that was above us is now uh, causing the world to be underwater. And Noah and his family are on the ark. And they're on that ark for one year and one month before finally uh, the the wells of the deep begin to open and, and the water is sinking down into the earth. And of course, some of it's freezing in the north and the south poles. Finally, the waters recede into the caverns underneath the earth once again. Um, after all the pressurized water had shot forth and Noah lands. As soon as he lands, he lets the animals off. And, 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 and he looks at the world that, and this is not the same world that he had 
that they lived in before the flood. And so he builds an altar. And God immediately says, I'm going to make a promise. This has been a pretty severe judgment. And I'll never judge the world like this again. So there you have it. God said, I'm going to make a promise to you, to your descendants and every living being that's with you, birds, domestic animals, all the, all the wild animals and all those that came out of the ship, every living thing on earth. I'm making my promise to you. Never again will all of life be killed by floodwaters. Never again will there be a flood that destroys the earth. And God said, this is a sign of the promise I'm giving you. And every living being that's with you for generations to come, I will put my rainbow in the clouds to be a sign of my promise to the earth. So God gives us all kinds of promises. And of course, the promised Savior is one that we cling to. Um, but Noah looked up and he saw God's promise. And it, made, it, it meant something to him. Uh, he and his family saw that first rainbow in the sky. How magnificent that must have been. What is that and where did that come from? Well, God said, never again. Never again. Three times. Never again will I destroy all life with a flood. And so when he sees a rainbow, he remembers his promise. Well, when Jesus sees the cross, he remembers his promise. When Jesus sees the empty tomb, he remembers his promise. When Jesus sees you, he remembers his promise. And so here we have the, the promise of salvation, that through, uh, through God, he will not destroy us the way our sins deserve, even though we deserve to be destroyed. And God looks down on this earth, and every single day, somewhere in the earth, Many places he sees rainbows. Now, we don't get to see them that often. God sees them every day. And I wonder, I wonder if God ever, ever uh, regretted sending the flood. I wonder if he regretted killing nearly 20 million people and all the animals of the earth. And Scripture tells us that God never changes his mind. So he didn't regret it. But the Bible does say he was sorry that he ever made mankind. He was sorry that we had fallen into sin. He was sorry what we'd become. Sorry that the entire world, except for eight people on the ark, Noah and his three sons and their wives, sorry that of the whole people in all the world, only they left were left to believe in God. And before the fall, God made man to be holy like God was holy. To be perfect like God was perfect. But now filled with sin, now filled with brokenness and wickedness, now in complete depravity of their sin, all of them had fallen away. God's heart sinks when he thinks about it. And God talked about our natural sinful fallen condition in Genesis chapter 6, just before the flood, and we hear these, these, these words kind of haunting in light of the flood that's coming and the judgment that's coming. The Lord saw how evil humans had become on earth. All day long their deepest thoughts were nothing but evil. The Lord was sorry that he'd made the humans on the earth, and he was heartbroken. It breaks my heart to hear that God is heartbroken. The flood. It was God's judgment. It happened because of sin. It happened because he was angry. It happened because he, of his great displeasure. It was a reflection of his, 
of his displeasure toward mankind, to the kind of people that we are, his wrath, his anger. And the flood was a way for God to begin anew. And he even told Noah and his wife and his children, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Same words he'd given Adam and Eve. It's a brand new start. Be fruitful and multiply. And this time, raise your children in the Lord. This time, make sure you take time to tell them who Jesus is and to who the Messiah is and who I am, the creator of the world. This time, don't fall away. Because I saved you for a purpose. See the rainbow in the sky? I love you. But you know what? When God looks and he sees that rainbow, he remembers two things. Number one, I won't destroy the world with a flood again. And number two, when he sees the rainbow, I have to fix the problem permanently. There's brokenness on earth. There's death on earth. There's sinfulness on earth. There's wickedness on earth. And there's only one way, one solution. And I promise that I'm going to fix it. And Scripture says that before the flood, God's heart was filled with pain and sorrow over what man had become, and the conditions didn't change after the flood. God was still saddened by our lost condition, our our natural propensity to sin. People were still wicked. And imagine God's heart, his sadness, his brokenheartedness, when he found Noah drunk just a short time later. Imagine God's broken heart as he watched the people try to build the Tower of Babel because they thought mankind is so powerful, now we can build a building up to God and we can conquer God and we can be God. And the same brokenness of of the people, the human ignorance and sin was still there. And imagine God's broken heart as he watched his chosen people, the people he chose Israel, as they left him and they worshiped false gods made of wood and stone. When he delivered them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and they built a golden calf instead of bowing their knee before him, when he gave them freedom from slavery with his might and with his power and still their hearts turned. Imagine the brokenness of God's heart when he sends his son to suffer and die knowing that this is the only solution this is the only promise this is the only way to fix what is so broken what's gone so astray and imagine God's brokenness of his heart when he looks and observes your life and when he looks and observes mine and then consider what he's done about it sending his own son. And he does all that, and we still don't love him, and we still don't serve him properly, and we still don't obey him with all our heart. Thanks be to God that his love is stronger than the pain that he has and the brokenheartedness that he has as he looks upon mankind.
God's love is stronger than the curse of our sin. Praise God that our sins won't result in the flood of judgment and destruction again. Praise God that things won't go the way they did in the days of Noah. And you know why? It's because we have a Savior. The ark saved them from God's judgment. Jesus saves us from the judgment of our Heavenly Father. Praise God that He floods us instead, not with judgment but with grace. He floods us with His mercy, His love and forgiveness, and the living waters of baptism flow upon us. And this is our ark. This is where we find salvation, in the waters, in the Word, in the promises that God delivers us to wash our sins away and to present us before God. So that there's no longer any anger, no longer any judgment. Indeed, Christ is our righteousness. As Christ has been made, was perfect, he has made us perfect. Today, when God sees a rainbow, he remembers his promise, don't destroy. But he also remembers a need to fix the brokenness to have a permanent solution. And he provides a Savior so that we can have a relationship with God again. And when he looks down upon the earth, he sees a rainbow. I don't know if you know this, but rainbows, as you look from earth up, is a half circle. But if you look from heaven down, rainbows are a full circle. So when God looks down, he sees little wedding rings that remind us, again, of God's eternal love. That God loves us forever and ever and ever and ever, so that He sent His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And then He gives us, through Christ's blood, He washes us, and He makes us to be His children. And He remembers His promise. The full circle reminds Him of His complete love for sinners. And God keeps his promise for you and me. As we make this Lenten journey with him to the cross, we remember, well, we remember our need for salvation. We remember this Savior who suffered and died. And we remember the signs of salvation that we might cling to those promises all the more. And as we cling, grow in faith. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.